Blog Talk Radio. Ask for money and get advice. Ask for advice, get money twice. I'm from the dirty, but that Chico nice. Y'all call it a moment, I call it life. One day while the light is glowing, I'll be in my castle golden. But until the gates are open, I just want to feel this moment. I just want to feel this moment.
This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're listening to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. Good afternoon, everybody. It is April the 9th. 2013. I can't believe it is already the month of April. I'm Storm Sestavani. You're listening to Keep It Magic, your one-stop shop for all the best self-help in the industry. Um, We thank you for, of course, for listening to this show. Um, Our show, of course, is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. So cruise on over to Coventry Creations. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, uh, we definitely have a candle for that, so cruise on over and check that out. Of course, I am joined here by the lovely, talented, glamorous Miss Jackie Smith. How are you doing, Jackie? I'm doing pretty good. Not feeling so glamorous, but, you know, I guess there are some days yeah. better than others. I want to tell you something. First of all, we, we, we have something to celebrate here in a second, but I've got to tell you something first. Modern technology is kind of scary. Okay. I agree, but I wanted to know your reasons first. Uh, I got a email the other day from a client and the email was in French and I'm like okay I can't read this email (laughs) (laughs) I don't speak French Um, uh, so basically you know what I was able to do Jackie was copy and paste the whole thing into Google Translator Mm -hmm. and basically figure out what it is that she wanted to know. And I was able to um, uh, uh, write to her um, in the best French that I could possibly do uh, (laughs) with Google Translator. And get this, she scheduled a consultation with me on Instant Messenger, Jackie, and how I did this whole reading (laughs) was cut and paste in Google Translator. Wow. That's but she wrote to me and she said she only wanted a reading from me that she'd, uh, uh, you know, uh, read a lot of my feedback and, and you know, uh, thought that I was the right individual for her. And, of course, you know, I specialize in timing, so, uh, you know, with horary astrology. So, you know, she really, you know, this was a time-sensitive situation. So she wanted me um, to do some stuff. And it was very, very interesting. The translator is not that bad. It's It, it takes a little bit of work, but... Right. Well, there's some subtleties that you, you have to go for the, for the basic uh, language. You can't um, uh, you can't you can't use pop culture or colloquialisms and stuff like that. You have to just be real straightforward. Yeah. Otherwise, and, and what I found is that I had to write because I before I did this reading because she scheduled it with me. Um, what I had to do, Jackie, is I went online and said, you know. The, the, what you do is you go to either your spirit guide Bing or your spirit guide Google, <laughs> you know, and and I typed in you know best ways to use Google Translator, and they had some advice, and basically it was 
um, to use it in the most effective way is not to write like you would to a friend of yours, but write like it's a college paper almost. Yes. Um, because then it would translate it, you know, more precisely. That That is it 100%. And, well, we have um, here at Coventry, we have uh, Patty's niece, or no, Patty's daughter, my niece, Monica, <laughs> who is who's with us and who we put in the customer care department, and she brought with her her husband, Carlos, from, they're back from Brazil, and Carlos doesn't speak English. And he is um, making some great products with us. He's he's in the production end. And with us, exactly how we have to do, we can't get fancy. Because yeah. he doesn't speak English, so we're learning each other, and he's learning English, and and in many, and we're learning how to communicate with them. But now, do you speak Portuguese? No, no, not at all. <laughs> now, does that, your your niece speaks Portuguese, right? She speaks Spanish. She has a master's in Spanish, and then she learned Portuguese because Carlos's first language is Portuguese, and then he learned Spanish. So okay. he he speaks in a Portuguese Spanish blend. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, so do you walk around with, you see, this is why you need an iPhone, Jackie, because you'll be able to walk around with Siri all day, and she'll translate for you. Oh, I have to tell Patty that, because um, Patty works with Carlos more than, than I do. So. I, well, and she has an iPhone, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I, Google, uh, Siri will translate. Siri will translate for you on the fly, huh? Yeah. It may not be the best translation, you know. The uh, <laughs> and you have to be really patient because it may seem like an insult, you know. The uh, uh, you know the way that that some people say things, but it, it, it's pretty interesting. I was just amazed at the whole thing. Yeah, it is. It is. The, uh, I was going to say technology scares me for different reasons, but um, yeah, it is. It. Well, I was just listening to um, uh, just chatting with a friend of mine and who she had um, uh, was talking about, she was, uh, and she paraphrased. I'm going to paraphrase my friend paraphrasing so we know I'm going to get it way wrong. So she was paraphrasing one of the CDs she was listening to, um, the, one of the um, Hicks, um, uh, the, the Abraham CDs that are done by the couple, the last name is Hicks. Mm-hmm. Abraham uh, Hicks, yeah. Yeah. So, Esther and Jerry Hicks, I think. Esther and Jerry Hicks, they yeah. channel Abraham. Thank you. Um so she, what she was saying is that how um, they were talking about some studies showing that uh, have, you think that with all the technology advances, we would be more productive in our days. We would get more done. Mm-hmm. But I think the difference is is that we have um, we feel it's we have more that we're piling on to ourselves that we need to get done. We think we should get things done faster, but we forget about being in the now. Yeah, but it's really interesting how they're they're showing that um, we actually can become less productive the more automation and the more technology that mm-hmm. we have. But um, the Abraham <clears throat> channeling session talked about um, segmenting your life, having being in the segment or being in the moment, saying this is the moment that I that I do this, this is the moment that I do that. Um, because the thing that scares me about technology is that. Um, we're getting a little more disengaged yeah. from the moment because, you know, it used to be you get in your car, you turn on the radio, it's your time to decompress from the way from work to home or from time to get ready for your day away from home to work. Mm-hmm. But now you get in your car and you're getting text messages, but you can get them audio um, and you can reply audio to text messages and you can get phone calls and this and that. So you're, you're engaged. 
you're I'm sorry, you're you're not in your own moment anymore. You're not having those reset moments. And um <clears throat> we've uh over here at Coventry when we have our, our meetings, we have a moment of segue. Um, so we can all get into the moment of having a meeting. Because there's nothing like having a meeting with people and nobody's in. And we literally do, um, it's, this is a really interesting exercise. We do this thing that, that uh, um, when we get in the meeting, the segue is, hey, how's your day going? And then the next thing is, with using only one word, describe how you're feeling emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually. And then are you in or not in? to the meeting. So that gets people engaged. It gets everybody understanding where you're at as a person and it gets people engaged. And that to get started in a meeting is one of the best tools I've ever used. Because mm-hmm. you you see the person across from you that looks all put together and they say, emotionally, I'm a wreck. <laughs> Spiritually, I, I'm abandoned. Mm-hmm. Physically, I'm great. Mentally, I'm focused. I'm like, oh, and then and I'm in, you know, and so it's like, oh, I, I'm going to be a little careful around you today. I'm going to be a little gentle with you because you're fragile. Yeah. Or um, um, somebody who's feeling physically not feeling good, you know that they're not going to focus as much. So, well, this is why you need to know where everybody's moon is. Yeah. I think that you're assigning that, Jackie, is every time that you go, that you hire somebody, or you have somebody that you work with, you go over to my website and you just cast one of those free reports on my website and find out where their moon is immediately. <laughs> because that's going to tell you basically, you know, what their particular um, reactive uh, uh, system is. Interesting. So the moon is your how you react. Yeah. I mean, your moon is in Libra. Um, uh so, you know, your reaction is usually going to be, how do I maintain, um, how do I become balanced and harmonious? Um, uh, and your reactive trigger is always going to be relationships in some way, okay? Um, which uh, we were just talking about yeah. earlier today. Which, which my moon is in Capricorn. I shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, you know, the interesting thing is that the two major men in Jack's life have their moons in the same place, so it's kind of interesting and entertaining. <laughs> For whom? For whom the door is I don't know. You know, Tony and I have conversations that go on in the background. <laughs> you don't never know what's going on. <laughs> no, I just get the cliff notes later. Yeah, you get the cliff notes later. Mm. Uh, but, you know, the technology thing is interesting. I've been, um, uh, you know, one of my goals for 2013 was um, moving from an old paradigm advertising, um, uh, 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 I can't even think of the word, uh, platform or advertising ideal, um, uh, and moving into more of, a, of, a, of the new one. Um, right. And, you know, so I've been taking a lot of courses, and, uh, you know, in these particular courses, of course, you know, um, one of the things that, you know, um, it doesn't cost a lot and that I would recommend is check out if you um, like business-related stuff um, or you own a business, I would suggest people go over to creativelive.com. They have a million business courses for nom- you know, minimal price. Um, Creative Live? Yes, creativelive.com. And, live um, for live? Is it an F or a V? Live, V, okay. v as in Victor. Um one of them, my one of my blogging coaches, of course, is um, uh, Derek Halpern, who owns SocialTriggers.com, 
and uh, you know he does the the whole psychology of blogging, and he has a um, it's it's like ninety nine dollars over on Creative Live, a whole two day seminar, two two days worth, Jackie, of seminars. Mm-hmm. It's like sixteen hours worth of content. Um, and it, you know, one of the things that he talks about is list building, and you know how to work with your with your customers. And this is a lot of what I have been learning recently, not only with with Derek's program, but with uh, a few others. And um, you know, one of the things that I tried is that you know I've been very very hesitant in regards to um, you know doing advertising when we when we decided to do. Uh, keep it magic. You know, both of us agreed that we wanted to, this to be um, organic and viral, and um, uh, uh, you know, have more of a component of uh, you know people helping to spread the word in regards to keep it magic, rather than you know just you and I. Right. Um, so you know, we and the interesting thing is that we got to eight thousand listeners doing that. Well, last week I tried something new. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I did um, some Facebook uh, ads in regards to uh, post promotion. And I'm very, very happy to say, and I have to thank all of the people that took the two hours of their life, hour and a half actually, but we'll just call it two hours, out of their life to listen to Jackie and I. Last week, we had over 11,000 listeners to keep it magic. That still makes me go... Well, I couldn't believe it either, Jackie. You know, when I was when I went to go look at the numbers um, on Sunday, um, you know, I was I was expecting to see an increase, but I was thinking, you know, I would be happy with three or four hundred. Mhm. But but we got three thousand. Yeah. And and you know, three thousand is a number that was exciting us when we first started Keep It Magic. Yeah. We got we're up to three thousand downloads. And we're like woohoo! And um, but now um that that just puts a lot of stuff in perspective and I'm really I'm really um honored. Yeah. And and it it's been um it's been a lot of great work, hard work, some some easy work, but great work. Well, it's easy because it's easy to talk to you and there's a natural um chemistry that the two of us have. But mm-hmm. um uh you know, doing this week after week, you know, and, um, uh, you know, Jackie and I take a little bit of time off during the year, of course, to kind of recharge our batteries, but um, uh, which we will be doing, you know, we're taking a couple of weeks off in May, and we're taking a week off in June, and, um, no, in July, uh, somewhere here, and the whole month of August off. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, you know, Jackie and I do this, uh, you know, um, at least 45 weeks out of the year. Um and uh, you know, I'm just I'm just honored, and um, uh, uh, you know that people would just take. When you think about it, Jackie, ten thousand plus people. Right. Our goal was ten thousand. Right. Um, uh, plus people a week are taking the time out of their lives to listen to Keep It Magic, and it has been consistent week after week after week after week. Um, uh, you know, so uh, we appreciate you all listening, and hopefully you're getting some form of meaning and help um, uh, out of your lives as a result of listening to this particular show. From listening to all of our cautionary tales. Yeah, our, <laughs> our cautionary tales, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, and, you know, I mean, it's 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 really... 
when you sit back and you think about it, Jackie, I mean, um, uh, an agoraphobic hypomaniac in upstate New York and you <laughs> in uh, Detroit, Michigan, you know, the, uh, the pagan witch <laughs> from, uh, the, uh, the, uh, from Detroit, Michigan, um, uh, uh, you know, and, and you have this amount of people that are basically um, uh, listening to you. Um, well, that's the part of technology that's miraculous and even a little scary, too, that we can do this. Um, and we can – and here's the, here's the really interesting thing is that um, I – you know, we've never physically met, you yeah. and I. And, uh, but yet at the same time, that's the thing that technology gives us is the ability to to meet people with, you know, over the phone or via Internet, et cetera, um, but I, that's my life. It's always been my life. I've, I've over the phone, have developed. Well, you have relationships with people that you've had for 13, 14 years. Right. Because in your business that you've never met, correct? Right, because they're my customers. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just got off the phone with um, Alaskan Midnight Sense, um, who's a customer, who's been a customer of ours for ugh, years. I adore her. And every now and again, I get to talk to her and got on the phone with her today. And, and it was, we were just laughing like we, we were talking last week. And, and so... Uh, remembering different things about each other and checking in with each other—it's great. Yeah. And these are people I'm—I would love to go to Alaska, but <clears throat> it's not in the cards right now. <laughs> well, let me know if you can see Alaska from your hotel room if you go. <laughs> I mean, Russia from your hotel room when you go. Anywhere you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> um. There was something else this week, Jackie, that I think in, in the next half hour, Jackie and I are going to be talking to you about our boring day-to-day lives. But, uh, you know, we know that that's what you want to listen to, so, you know, stay tuned. But, um, uh, oh, that, that that reminds me of something that, that i got to share with you. But keep going. I'm sorry. Um, one of the things that I, that I want to do, mainly because of the fact that um, women um, and gay men um, have had a really – difficult time um, climbing the social status. And even though that I necessarily did not agree with Margaret Thatcher's politics, um, uh, you know, because I'm not a conservative, for one, um, I think that, you know, her, uh, you know, her particular passing yesterday, Jackie, was kind of like a shock to me. I don't know if you've seen was it with the Iron it Lady. Sunday. It was one of these days. Okay. You know, she's dead. That's all I know. Right. Um, we'll get Lizzie on the show. She can tell her. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, but uh, uh, it, it was kind of a shock to me. Did you see the movie Iron Lady? I did not. I, you know, I haven't watched much movies. I've been, I've been non-pop culture for a while. Well, what most people don't know is that. Um, uh, uh, number one, she was the first woman. That, well, she was the first woman prime minister of um, of, uh, and I think the only female prime minister so far of uh, first uh, of, of England. She was the first woman prime minister, I think, in the world. She right. was also the well, first there, woman to declare war. But also, there was there was a woman prime minister in India right around the same time. Yeah. But she's uh, the first first world female prime minister. Yes. Um, a major power. Yes, and she was the first woman to declare war. Um, yeah. You know, because Britain declared war on Argentina um, over some little islands, and you know, um, that Ava Perón probably captured. You know, <laughs> where, 
course, you know, we don't know. But uh, uh, the Falcon the Bal- Islands. Yeah, the Falcon Islands, um, which are, they- are under British control, yeah. Yeah, it took us a while to remember that one. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it is kind of interesting because I think in many ways, you know, the moment that a woman, no matter what her particular political beliefs um, um, are, or an individual's political beliefs, you know, like I think that it is a big deal that a lesbian female, okay, has the number one show on MSNBC. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I think that it is um, a big deal that, uh, you know, the likelihood that we will have a female president in 2016 is very high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it is a big deal that during the 80s that the U.K. had a female prime minister at that particular point. Um, uh, the fact that she was BFF with Ronald Reagan kind of disturbs me a little bit. <laughs> but, um, you know, still... You know, uh, this woman did this, and the difficult thing, Jackie, which in the Iron Lady shows that in the latter part of her year she suffered from severe Alzheimer's disease, mm. um, you know, and had, you know, delusions that her husband, who had been dead for a long time, was still alive, and she would, like, cook breakfast for him and all this other stuff. Um, um, but it is still, um, uh, I think, something for, despite her particular politics and her flavoring, um, I think that it is something, you know, especially for females, you know, it, you know, you have a daughter, Jackie. Um, it is something you can say, you know what, Margaret Thatcher, who, if Margaret Thatcher did it in the 80s and she came from nothing, anybody can. This this feeds right into a conversation I was having this morning with the um, Motor City Magnolias. Mm-hmm. And what I brought up is that um, another friend of mine, she has a very strong-willed, um, knows-who-she-is daughter, and then I, you know, I have one too. So a couple of us have have this, these intense kids, and um, what I've noticed is that um, strong-willed women, strong-willed girls, are considered problems in school. Mm-hmm. There's no structure. Well, there's very little, or a very weak, or um, not as much structure to help foster those leadership skills in girls. Actually, it's it, they're downplayed. They're still to this day negated, downplayed. Girls are supposed to be a little more meek and mild and gentle. So when you have a girl who's ripping and roaring, um, uh, like the boys. Now, the boys, when a boy is ripping and roaring, it's the boys will be boys, and they put them in sports, and they do these different things to help foster those skills. Um, but but that's not the same with girls. And, you know, having a strong-willed girl, you, it just becomes so apparent that she was, as a strong-willed girl who knew her own mind from day one, she was, they, they were, early on they were trying to lab, label her an oppositional defiant disorder. No, you just hadn't convinced her that your plan was better than hers in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is um, that is an interesting um, thing that I see that, again, even throughout all of her schooling, Girls are still not looked at in, in a stronger leadership role. There, there's, it's still not the norm. It's more the exception. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when, when you take a look at it, I mean, um, music-wise, you know, I, I will go to the music industry. Um, yep. I know a lot about music. Well, yeah, um, media, any media, but, yeah, music industry. Yeah. The, the, you know, if you take a look at it has taken Madonna to get into her 50s, um, to get the particular respect that she probably deserved 20 years ago. Um, uh, but it took her getting into her 50s for people to look at uh, things from that particular level. 
Um, uh, you know, because basically, I think that it was very, very difficult, especially when she came out while while Maggie was um, prime minister <laughs> <laughs> in in England. Um, uh, uh, you know, a woman being in control of her own sexuality, a woman being in power, and a woman being in control of her career herself was unheard of at that time. True. Um, you know, and back then, you know, which, uh, which I didn't know until I was uh, was listening to some stuff uh, this weekend, and I was listening to um, uh, uh, Howard Stern. Um, one of the things that I found extremely, extremely fascinating um, that, that he brought up, uh, Jackie, is that she was also one of the first actual singers that wrote her own songs. Which one? Madonna. Oh, okay. She was one of the first actual popular singers. Of course, you know that there was like... Um, There's uh, a lot of female singer-songwriters. Yeah. yeah, but at her level of success. You know, Whitney Houston didn't write her own songs. True. But, you know... Yeah. So, um, but women women in music... Um, also women in acting. I mean, it's... Right. Uh, you know, it wasn't until... I think 97, I think it was 96, 97, yeah, 96, uh, when Demi Moore did Striptease. She was the first woman that commanded $20 million for the most hideous performance ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she was able to control a particular price tag that, um, uh, that was a male price tag. And then when you, when you cut to the 2000s, what I found was very interesting is that a woman would kind of accept a role just because of the fact that it had a price tag. You have to give a lot of props to Jodie Foster, who turned down the movie Hannibal because she felt as though that the character of Clarice was um, kind of destroyed. Interesting. That she didn't feel as though that the character or the script fit into the integrity of the particular character that she portrayed in Silence of the Lambs. So she turned down $25 million, Jackie. Well, that's a lot of money. Now, um, but she could do that because she could... You know, she yeah. When you're when that's the price tag and you've already uh, garnered that much at different times, you can do that. And we all have our different price tags yeah. than that. But you know, even with um, yeah, if you she at, might have just said, okay, we'll just screw Clarice all the way up. You know, I'll, but, I'll go along whether, with it. But right, and you look at Rachel Maddow, whether she's she's a female, she's lesbian, but but the thing is, just just take the sexual orientation off. As a female, having mm-hmm. one of the top rated shows. Mm-hmm is really fascinating to me because a lot of times women in, in news are, are more like, you know, Mika Brzezinski, which she drives me freaking crazy mm-hmm. um, because she gets so focused on looks and stuff and, and her... her that right on coffee, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, even women are relegated to the morning shows, to the... You know, Katie Couric was was on one of the evening shows for a while, but not for long. Um, I think that Katie Couric is too newsy. Um, <clears throat> I think that the reason that Rachel works is um, she's vastly intelligent. Um, she really, really does her particular research. Um, and she's highly provocative. But at the same time, Republicans... Don't feel bad listening to her. Right. She doesn't make you feel bad for being a Republican. But but you know whether you're in the media or the music or any of these things, it's it's a different. Um, 
There's there's always been different standards. We're not saying anything new. We're saying nothing new here. Um, and and what's new for me, because as a mom watching all these things, is having a really strong-willed daughter coming up and realizing um, and just really watching how there's very few role models. And, and granted, I'm the biggest role model in my daughter's life, which any mother is, the biggest role model in, in her life. And, and she's watching me, you know, really uh, take over the world in, in the small way, but work my ever-loving fanny off, just just constantly working. And, and that's not necessarily the, um, the, the total example I want to set for her, that we have to work four times as hard. But that's more of a small business thing than a woman thing at this point, though. Yeah. Uh, speaking of women... Oh, we have uh, totally missed our break point. No, no, I'm going to the break now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the break now. Um, Jackie, what do you, I just have to ask you your opinion uh, on something. What do you think of this latest trend? For example, at the top of the hour, we played Feel This Moment by Pitbull and Christina, a okay. rapper and a vocalist, which I think with rap music, it kind of works because we tend to listen to choral music, so you need a chorus in it which I think that the singer fits that particular role. What do you think about the reverse? Oh, actually, I like it. I like the blending of the, these different things. What cracks me up is it's all studio. Yeah, we're going to play something. I love Alicia Keys. I don't know what I think about this song, so you can tell me what you think um, on the other side. Uh, you're listening to Keep It Magic, Jackie, and I'll be back in a flash. Spirit the Maryland calling me, audibly, balling she Said that she would never leave, continue to torture me Telling me to come with her, underneath my comforter And she brought a gun with her, pills and some rum with her Took me on the balcony, telling me to jump with her Yeah, I'm in the ghost, but I ain't doing stunts with her I ain't trying to be that, haters wanna see that But I got him aggy, cause I win the gold like Gabby She's just a girl and she's on fire
lose your hair, God. Make the fire disappear when they fear God. Take away my fear when they in the fear, God. Do you fear God? Cause I fear God. And in my backyard, that's a dear God. And that's a horse ranch. And to my core fans, keep repping me. Do it to the death of me. X in the box, cause ain't nobody checking me. Major factors uh, that are going on in regards to uh, that song, okay, is that, um, I don't know, it just doesn't fit right. What do you mean? That, uh, well, first of all, I noticed that the DJs are cutting Nicki Minaj out completely. Um, you know, when you hear it on the, when you hear it on the radio. Um, the other thing is, is that, I don't know if Alicia Keys needs it. Uh, it, it might, yeah, because I don't remember. When I listened to that song on the radio, uh, yeah, the DJs are cutting that out. So um, it makes the song a little bit too long. But um, it's really weird when I was listening to it. It just sounded like a little girl rapping mm-hmm. in, in the song. So, But one of the things that's in hip-hop music, which is, I think, brilliant and unique, is that when one gets some success, they bring a, the producer or whomever brings another person on to guest on a song to give them some airplay too, so that they can get some success. So it's very much. So do like you think in this case marketing. because Nicki Minaj is so popular that they're throwing her onto Alicia Keys' record because Alicia is not as popular anymore? I don't know. Maybe they're just trading on each other's um, popularity. You know, because here here is the thing. Mariah Carey does it all the time. But her biggest singles are always the ones where she's singing herself. True, but and, and I don't know. I, I'm since I'm again, not, she's another vocalist that doesn't need somebody else with her. Right, right. But there's that. Maybe it's just fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm maybe, because I got to tell you, it is way more fun. Maybe they're all extroverts. Cause it's way more fun to um, interact with another person or create with another person. To me, that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Fun, fun, fun. I just don't think it works for that song. Um, I, I, I wasn't feeling it for that song. Yeah. No. I, whereas I think that with Pitbull and Christina, it did work. 
Yep. You know, at the at the top of the hour with a uh, fieldless moment. Um, so, Jackie, uh, let's talk about what it is that we do on a daily basis. <laughs> you know, here's here's one of the things that I wanted wanted to say is that um, of late, um, concerning what what I do personally, what I do in my day to day. So let me tell you a little. Let me tell you a little story. If I get comfortable, stretch a little. I'm going to tell a story. So of late, I've been working with um, different employees who have, over the past several years, and not not just of late, but over the past several years, and it just kind of come to a head lately. Different employees who have mental health issues, mm-hmm. um, mostly chronic depression, that's or bipolar, or you know whatever, whatever uh, their is- major issue is. Mm-hmm. And eventually, when somebody can't pull themselves out of whatever it is that's going on, um, you just realize there's you, there's they're not going to be a good fit for your company because they're more invested in their mental health issue than they are in the job. Mm-hmm. And and it's not a judgment. I, I understand. I have enough friends who have mental health issues. And um, I'm not going to say, okay, snap out of it, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, because that doesn't work. But but what works, because I watched it work with you and I watched it work with other friends, mm-hmm. is they come to a point that by any means necessary, I'm going to get my shit together. Yeah. I am going to fight for this rather than buy into it. Cause yeah. I, because um, I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine um, last night who has struggled with depression on and off in her life, and she fights. She fights really hard to make sure that, that she um, takes care of it. And she goes, mm-hmm. I know I could slip down that slippery slope. And and to be honest with you, Storm, I know I could slip down that slippery slope. I, uh, when I first started Coventry, was um, my self-esteem was horrible. And so I had this idea, and I did it. I just felt that I couldn't do it alone, that I didn't deserve to do this. It was, we, you and I have had this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I kept on bringing people in, into my life who um, would absolutely validate that I am worthless energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I eventually, and, and through working with actually my sister and, and a few other friends, they they kind of smacked me around verbally a little bit going, what is wrong with you? What are you doing? Um, and and so I learned how to pull myself out of this. And my day-to-day is pretty stressful. Um, week-to-week is even more stressful. I mean, I, I when when I kind of give the, the litany of, of things going on, people go, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I got my problems, not yours. Mm-hmm. But every day... Every day I check in, and I surround myself with quality people who are going to kick my ass, mm-hmm. who are going to call me on my own bullshit, who are going to say it's time to get working a little bit more, who are going to support me and celebrate me as I as uh, I have successes and celebrate me as I have failures too. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's really by any means necessary. People say, "Well, you just have it all. You have it all put together. You're, you're, you know, you've got all this stuff going on, and it's easy for you. It's not. Yeah. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for Storm. It's not easy for anybody who's listening. So don't then judge 
look at somebody else and say it's easy for them. It's not easy for anyone. And so I continue to grow spiritually. I take my own inventory, meaning I say, okay, how much of this is my own shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is, I mean, literally Storm gets those phone calls going, all right, got to check in with you because I think this is my own stuff. And why am I doing this? And I just need to verbalize it with somebody. Yeah. So it's it's by any means necessary that I'm going to continue to grow as a person because if you if you're not growing and evolving, what you're doing is is you're buying in you're buying the press that that your personal satan is giving you, saying that you got nothing to offer. Yeah. So so it's really it's it's the choices moment to moment. And there's times when I have been um, really down in the dumps or or more often really, really confused, frustrated, out of my mind. Out of my mind, not being able to get any mental traction anywhere. Yeah. And and so um, it certainly is not a cakewalk for either one of us. And I'm not saying that to say, oh, poor me. I'm saying that to say, if I can do it, you can. Anybody can. Anybody can. Yeah, the um, uh, I, I can definitely relate. Now, one which I'll get into in, in just a second, but I have an interesting question for you because you've worked with now both depressive people <clears throat> and a manic. More than one manic, just so you know. What do you think is easier to work with? Mm. Manic, they get more done. I'm a Virgo. I want to teach it done. <laughs> we can stop that. Um, the uh, for for me, number one, one of the biggest, you know, on on my personal journey, one of the biggest things that has been kind of like a lifeline, Jackie, is that you know, um, and in in the past two years, it's only been two on two occasions that I have felt. Um, you know what I what I call liquid Jesus um, uh, starting to pour through me, and in each time, um, I have contacted you when it was happening, um, uh, you and Beth, um, and you know with uh, and the great thing is that with 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 both of you, um, when I have got into those into that state where I felt that it was coming on, both of you were. Okay, let's do what we can do to try to prevent this from coming on. But if it comes on, it's okay. Um, you know, and, and having that particular container, Jackie, I think has been wonderful in regards to helping because if there's there's somebody that you know that you can go to and it's a safe particular environment. Okay, and if I'm if I'm dancing on top of the roof thinking I'm Superman, mm-hmm. um, it's okay because I I have a Bluetooth in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> And you're outside your house, which is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I think that, you know, what I have to do, Jackie, every single morning, okay, is that, number one, the first thing that I have to do every single day as soon as I get up is I have to take my medication to keep me centered. I do take um, uh, Librium. Um, and... Uh, I also have to begin a particular kind of like a spiritual checklist, you know, basically to uh, check in with myself to make sure that I'm feeling centered. Now, 
no matter what people are going through, whether it is depression, whether it is hypomania, um, whether it is financial uh, worries or financial concerns, mm-hmm. um, no matter what they are, okay, um, uh, when you make the particular decision to do it, and Jackie and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago um, during our um, uh, Passover show, it is making the choice and the decision that you're going to leave sl- slavery, Mm-hmm. You know, that you're going to to move out of mental slavery and into mental freedom. And basically, I have to check with myself every day, Jackie. Am I in freedom consciousness or am I in slave consciousness? Right. You have to. You have every morning. To. You have to. And not, not only every morning, but, but um, throughout the day because, well, you and I were talking about this, and I'll just share this with everyone because, you know, I'm an open book. Um so I'm interacting with a friend of mine um, that I hadn't talked with in a while. We had some that we had some stuff that needed to we apparently she needed some closure on, uh-huh. um, and so we we had um, tea, got together and, and chatted for a while, and then a couple of days later I hang out, hung out with a, another friend of mine, and what was interesting is that um, I really um, started feeling really bad about myself uh-huh. um, because of what they needed closure on um, was theirs, and there was a lot of energetic putting putting their stuff on me, and I accepted it. That's my responsibility. I accepted it because I stepped right back into old behavior patterns with them, um, individually with them. So by the time, you know, um, later on after hanging out with a, the, a second friend, and I got home, and I just felt really terrible about me. Like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, I I suck. I mean, nobody likes me. I know this is <laughs> me saying this. I have no friends. And I'm not saying this for pity, so you don't have to email me going, we like you, we really like you, although you can't email me that. But but what what I had to do is go, wait a minute, is this me, is this not me? I had to stop and... and Take stock in myself and say what's what's really going on here. Uh-huh. So this is um, this is uh, it, it really is about um, knowing yourself and and taking a moment to say is this me? Is this not me? What am I going through? What um, what am I learning from this? Um, because we're not meant to feel terrible. None of uh-huh. us are. None of us are. And and I can't. I, you know, I'm not a mental health professional. I mean, you you are the one with all the degrees in psychology. But I think at one point... Because I'm crazy. That's why I have those degrees. Who go there are. Yeah. Um, they're healing themselves first. But I think depression um, becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it can also become a chemical trigger in you. People say, you know, depression is, is chemical in the body, et cetera. But if that's a coping mechanism that worked for you, then it will continue to work for you. Because here's my go-to on that. Um, as I was talking with, with my different friends, and they were saying, well, you know, the, um, one wears her depression like a badge, and the other one says does not tell people this about her, and she finds ways of working with it. So there's two different extremes there. And but you know there was I was talking to her about it saying what does this mean et cetera, and they both got kind of mad at me as I was challenging them with this until I said something, this thing. Yes, your habit is dealing with life in this way, dealing with your stress in this way. 
My habit is food, which is why I'm 60 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. So we all have our thing. I think I think that the difficulty with with um, much of it, though, okay, um, is that, and and this irritates me, and I have a pet peeve with it. Um, if somebody has a problem with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, it is easier for people to wrap their mind around than if they have a food disorder or they have any form of a mental disorder, um, uh, which a food disorder, you, you know, if it's food, somebody is food addicted and somebody is alcohol addicted, it's still addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or depression addicted. Yeah. I mean, so whatever it is your coping mechanism that you revert to instead of learning and growing and dealing with the thing that's in front of you. Yeah. And, and you know, it is uh, the removing that particular slave level that, that I think is important. And with me, now I'm a little bit more ritualistic than Jackie is. Um, uh, my day is a little bit more structured. Um, there are certain things that I limit on a day-to-day basis, Um uh, for example, I only allow myself at this particular point 15 to 20 minutes a day on social media, period. Um, the reason being is I'm an approval addict, so I don't want to see it. You know, that's like, that's like a heroin mm-hmm. for me. Um, uh, you know, um, so I really, really limit the amount of time um, that I'm on social media. And, you know, with me, it is, when I get up in the morning, I have to do a self-check. Then I have to do a God check. In other words, I have to tune into my higher power, either through prayer or through meditation or that particular type of, uh, of, of, of mental activity. Um, uh, and then it is basically, you know, working. Yeah, while I'm even working, uh, Jackie, if, if I know, even with a client sometimes, you can notice yourself starting to um, uh, to begin to either react or begin to move out of, uh, you know, that spiritual mm-hmm. center, if you're in, you know, Jackie and my field, um, out of that spiritual center and into an Judgment, ego center. Yeah. Um, and basically, I have to constantly check myself. And if I notice myself doing it, Jackie, I then have to, um, you know, take the the... the Time between that client and my next client to sit down and explore why. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the problems is that people that don't, don't sit down and explore um, what it is that they're doing and why they're doing it. And you go inside and explore that. A lot of times I need to be outside and verbal mm-hmm. about it to explore that. Um, I have to kind of puke it all out verbally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my day is is not as unstructured as yours. Because I come in, but, okay, so you start your day, your office is in your home. Yeah. And I, you know, I've I've tried to start my spiritual day at home, but there's so much going on. I actually start my my spiritual day as I'm going to work. Mm -hmm. So I come in my office, and I've got three, four, five altars in my office. (laughs) Mm -hmm. If one's good, then five's better. Then, um, which Jackie is, is a size queen. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie's a big old size queen. Apparently, because I like being my curvy self. So, um, but each one is a connection with the divine. It's a moment of of building relationships with my divine allies. 
mm-hmm. for, for different reasons in different areas. I, that's a Virgo. I like things classified, right? Um, so, so that's that's how I start my day is building that that influence and, and feeling them, just feeling them when I stand in front of my Elagua altar, who's one of my guides, and and I light his candle or bring him a cup of coffee or do what I'm going to do, I literally feel a shift in energy. And I look for that shift, and it's just its a rush. It's like, you know that rush you get when, when somebody says you're beautiful or, 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 you know, wow, you really helped me, or that, that positive rush you feel? Um, that's what I feel. And and then I go to the Prosperity Altar, the Coventry Altar, and I, and then I take that rush and I give it. Mm-hmm. And and then I go to um, Lama Dama um, and talk to her. And I, so I, ta- I mean, I just talk to all of of my people, and I say, I know you're with me, whether I can hear you or sense you. Mm-hmm. I know you're with me. So that gets me in a place of alignment. It's really, it's not, I go and I light some candles. And when you do that thing over and over again, that little ritual, even though you're much more defined in your ritual, I still have my own rituals, which are do this, do this, do this, do this. Uh-huh. Um, but it it really helps me to surrender my ego. Uh-huh. And I think that's the big thing. Now that I just said that, that's what we both do. We surrender our egos. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, bo- we both... Uh, uh, you know, are are pretty good at uh, surrendering the egos. <laughs> they try to. They're trying, you know. <laughs> I don't always do it right. But you see, the difference is, uh, I think in many ways, for example, I was on the phone, we've got to take a break here in a second, but I was on the phone with a um, a client the other day, Jackie, who, you know, uh, every time that I will say, you know, hi, old Joe or old Joe, um, how are you doing? Her response is, I'm so busy, I'm busy, 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 busy. But then, you know, when I'm working with her, Jackie, what I find is that she really has too much time on her hands. So it's it's amazing, you know, uh, because she has so much time to sit and obsess over her particular problems. I'm like, you know, you're busy with your problems. You're not busy with anything else. Yeah. It's true, you, you know. So, uh, you know, you know, it, it's it's worthiness. What are is what are you doing worthy? Yeah. And and I want to talk about that a little bit more. At, at on a book, uh, one of my paranormal romances I just read. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. You know, because we'll get in trouble. You know, because I, you know, I accidentally. Well, not even accidentally. I purposely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was working with some creative writing and actually wrote one of those, but it was <laughs> um, BDSM, but um, uh, it was, paranormal it was. romance. No, no, oh, okay. I could, uh, no, no pain. I can't do um, uh, hot, sexy romance. I can do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jackie and I will be back in a flash. Um, here is the new song from Audion. It's called "Leaving You." You're listening to Keep It Magic. Here I am burning again Thought it was real But you love it was only pretend Oh looky here I am Walking away I turn around if you beg If you beg me to stay This time I think so I had enough for your romance reflow Heartbreaker with an ego You were doing some things that could have been illegal Makes sense better nothing at all You were pretty much evil
a little more funky, you know, and then Storm always picks songs that are a little more dancey. Mm-hmm. But um, that's one of the differences between us. So I love that you said this is your Satan breakup song because you you would actually enjoy um, this this last book I read. And there really wasn't much sex in it, but I think this is probably one of my favorite books that I've read. Because, you know, I really prefer the paranormal romance that are dirty. Um, yeah. But this one is called Beauty Awakened by Gina Showalter. You'll probably have a blog article written on you about that, you know, Jackie. I know. This is a you know, big old porn smut addict. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I love the name. Um, so Gina Show, Showalter, Show, Showalter, I think that's her name. Um, she's one of my favorite dirty authors because she has some really great um, sex scenes in her books. But this one doesn't have, well, it, it has romance, um, but it doesn't have the dirty scene. But um, it's really interesting. This book is about um, a pair of twins who, of course, there's an angel involved. That's why the, the point of this series of books is there's these angels that are redeeming themselves and and getting rid of whatever ails them, whatever damage is within them. So he meets his one twin, and her her other twin is dying because they, from birth, they were born with heart, they're both born with heart defects, and so everyone coddled them and, and said, don't get excited or you're going to die. Uh-huh. You know, so so it's, it's don't do this or you're going to be sick. So it's really buying into that. Well, so... One of the the theme in the story was that the negative thinking invites in demons. Mm-hmm. And when you get rid of that negative thinking and you start inviting in the light, the demons can't be around you. You're replacing it. And you have to not only get rid of the demons, you have to clear out the toxins. Yeah. And, and shore yourself up. And as I'm reading this book, I'm laughing because I'm like, yep, here's your personal satan. This one's just for storm. This one's all about inviting in the angels, inviting in the light to displace the demons. And that's exactly what the whole storyline was about. And towards the end of the book, the sister who was, well, in the beginning of the book, the sister who was sick had a miraculous recovery that the angel facilitated but said, I'm, she's really only going to get an extra two weeks because I can clear this from her, but, but if she invites in this negativity, she's going to get sick all over again. And that's exactly what she did in the book. So in the book, the, the other twin died, but in the moment of her death, um, she started to understand um, what she did, and and she you know came asked to come back to give her sister one last message, which was, don't buy into the demons. So it's just the whole message of this book was that you choose your demons. Uh-huh. You choose your demons, and I I thought that was awesome because it's all what we've been talking about. It's it's what I do and that's really what I do for myself. That's really my ritual every day. That's really how how I stay clear and calm and centered and spiritual is I say, what am I choosing in this moment? Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I think about you know, I always say, Where am I working from? Why am I doing something? What am I getting from this? Which is a very Virgo thing to do to question all of my motivations. But um and I know I get way too analytical. You you call me on that every now and again, but it's um, but really that's what it comes down to is is whose Kool Aid am I drinking? Mm-hmm. Am I drinking my own the Kool Aid of my own personal Satan that's going to say you suck, you're a terrible reader, you you're a terrible um, spiritual person, this is all bullshit, or am I going to then turn to the light and the light that that says keep going, you're on the right path? Yeah. You know, keep growing, keep facing these hard parts, 
keep doing it? Because that's what growth is. Don't you think that's what growth is, is, is really facing those difficult points? It is, and here's the interesting thing. The first nation, quote-unquote, I'm using that loosely, that the Israelites battle in the Torah is called Amalek. The word Amalek means doubt. Um, and Amalek only attacked in one way, Jackie. It always ta- attacked from behind. Where you know, imagine, you know, um, 3.2 million people kind of wandering through the desert. Okay. That's a lot of people. You know, so um, you know what is usually trailing in the behind is the mothers with the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're having to chase the kid that's kind of wandering around every once in a while, and the old people. Mm-hmm. Um, symbolically, um, what this represents is that doubt is always going to attack us when we're weak in the areas that we try to protect the most. Um, uh, you know, and basically, you know, consistently they're having to deal with uh, Amalek um, mm-hmm. uh, in the Torah. So it is um, uh, a circumstance. Of course, you know, they're going to deal with them because they were wandering around the same mountain for <laughs> 40 years. But um, uh, I think that doubt is the biggest, I would say probably the biggest satanic tool that is out there. Oh, I agree. I absolutely agree, and I, and I talk about this when I teach classes about magic, and I say, you know, people always want to know about curses, you know, mm-hmm. if they've been cursed or whatever. A lot of people come to me about that, and I say, well, a lot of times a curse is a choice because it doesn't hit you in your strong points. It hits you in your weakest points, and and it doesn't come in as, you know, necessarily everything in your life falling apart. It doesn't come in there first. How it comes in is in your weakest point, and I say this exactly in my class, it comes in as doubt. Mm-hmm. It comes in as uncertainty. It comes in as, as, as low self-esteem, as as a, discon- a slight disconnection from your Now, do you want me to really blow you away? What? Stop, what? Okay. The word Amalek is a combination of two Hebrew words. What? Cain and Abel. Interesting. So basically, you know, when Cain, of course, slays Abel in Genesis, early Genesis, um, basically why was it? Because Cain was doubting his particular relationship with the Creator, okay? And he felt as though that the Creator only appreciated one particular approach to the Creator. So he slays his brother so that he has the only good approach to the the Creator, basically. Um, Oftentimes, we slay the best aspect of ourselves, okay, because we feel as though that this is the appropriate way basically for us to go. Yes. Yes, I can I can absolutely understand that. I'm I'm trying to find the right words for that because that's where on one hand we're taught um not to uh, be too boastful. Mm-hmm. We're taught, you know, not to not to have um too much pride because as kids we're the center of the universe. So we're taught not to, rather than being taught what's appropriate. Yeah, and, and, and I think that with that um, uh, that particular level, and it's something that I use in regards to the magical work that I do, Jackie, is knowing that the roots of this is always, the roots of it is your particular connection to the Creator. You're doubting your particular uh, uh, connection to the Creator. Right. And that's basically where the doubt begins to come in. And that's why when I talk about magic, it always works on you. 
Yeah. It doesn't necessarily work on the other person. What it does is it heals your karmic connection or your your connect whatever the uh, disconnection with the divine is. So then you can receive that energy, or or receive that type of um, or receive that new car, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is you know putting yourself in alignment so that the job comes, so that the money comes, so that and that you can manage your money better, so then the new car can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it happens instantaneously or, or, or faster than than um, even what I said. But so that's so magic doesn't work on other people per se. It, it works on you, mm-hmm. and then it works on your how you're relating to the rest of the world. And I know that there are many teachers in the, in the pagan world and in the magical world who completely and utterly disagree with me. And that's fine. And that's okay because it's a different approach. It's what you need. Well, you do a, uh, you know, you do transformational magic. You don't do um, uh, bewitch magic. Um, uh, so, um, and I don't even know if bewitch magic is e- even possible. So, um, uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of people that are deluded into thinking that bewitch well, magic is possible. But uh, I, I, I look at it as internal magic and external magic. Mm-hmm. Um, I find internal magic is way easier to do than external magic. External magic, you gotta, you gotta, you know, nudge other people in different ways. Yeah. Internal magic is you nudge yourself into a better position. Well, in in regards to the prosperity thing that you were mentioning, Jackie, I think that if people spent more time finding prosperity on the inside than on the outside, they would have a heck of a lot more money. Well, I think there's a reason why that is such a such a big trend right now. With and, and we know we we laugh about the law of attraction and and the secret and all that other stuff, but but it is why it's such a pull is is because when we take care of our own business and we feel empowered by it, we can make better decisions. And you know, when you are looking for love in your life and you keep doing that love spell and you keep doing that love spell, but why why is it not taking root? You know. So it it um that's that's the so that's why I see it as, as really what you're doing. You know, we were talking about looking at things from different perspectives. I think we we, we resonate with what we need to learn right now. Mm-hmm. What we need to incorporate next. Patty was talking about she's working with this one book, um and she was, she said that you and I talk a lot about the light. Uh-huh. Um, bringing the light in, and she said she's working. She's reading this one book, and this woman is really color oriented. Uh-huh. And so she says, and, and the woman keeps talking about bringing in the light in the book. Now, granted, it's different colors of light, uh-huh. but um, and, and as I was listening to her, and, and my first my first inclination is to go, well, that's your perspective. But then I went, oh no, wait, that is her perspective. That's how she's experiencing the divine. Mm-hmm. And so when you're when you're looking to another teacher, you're going to resonate with with the piece that's the most important. And and just like when you're dealing with your own daily life, the thing that bugs you the most in other people is the thing you need to heal the most in yourself, or the thing that you resonate with the most. I mean, so so that's a really big part of what I do every day to stay centered mm-hmm. is listen to myself and understand what's What's bothering me? Just, just really pay attention to to my reactions to the world. I don't pay attention to them all the time, and sometimes I get smacked in the back of the head, going, "What, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, lady?" So, um, yeah, I'm I'm constantly um, uh, 
having to do uh, that as well. And I have to take particular breaks sometimes, Jackie, in between clients where I just sit there and I just try to focus myself in in a uh, in uh, a center of gratitude and just begin thanking the Creator basically for everything that I have in my life. Um, That's awesome. Uh, you know, and and just sitting there in Thanksgiving for you know ten fifteen minutes, uh, um, usually with music, by the way. But um, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, but um, I have to sit there and do that. Now, what I will tell you is that if I divert from my process, my daily process, things will go chaotic in about two minutes. Interesting. In about two minutes, you know, the um, uh, I will notice, um, you know, for example, if I don't have, uh, it's kind of like exercising in many ways. Once you start exercising an enormous amount, okay, when you don't exercise for one day, um, you feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like you have less energy, um, uh, and uh, you know, you feel a little bit um, more lethargic than you normally do. Um, and I think that the same way works with the spirit as well. Okay, if you take one particular day in which you are um, not going to go through the particular process of connecting, you will easily fall into satan consciousness. It just happens. Yeah. It really, it's so, that's easier, that is so much easier than anything else. Why do you think it's so much easier to fall into the Satan consciousness than to, than to open yourself up to the light and work in that direction? And there's some days, you know, uh, for example, Jackie, where I may only have, you know, for example, a client can only see me at this particular time. Um, and, you know, my particular time with the light is uh, I like to spend about an hour and a half with the light. You know, coffee, reading, Bible, uh, meditation books, uh, music. You that's know, that's uh, super impressive. Yeah, I like to spend about an hour and a half um, uh, with the light. But there are certain times in which, you know, life circumstances doesn't allow me to do that. I will make sure that I at least go to one of my meditation books and read uh, a particular meditation and try to connect into the light and will consciously state, Jackie, you know what, light, I really don't have the amount of time that I want to connect to you today. Um, Please help me (laughs) get through this because you know what, I'm about to get out of bed and it's going to be all hell breaks loose after that. Um, uh, But, and I also, the moment that I get up, Jackie, I lay in bed for about 10 minutes, you know, with my eyes closed and just say, you know, help me through the day, help me through the day, you know, um, help me get through this. That comes out of my mouth plenty of times. Yeah. And the other thing that comes out of my plenty comes out of my mouth plenty of times. And again, it's kind of looking, trying to be in the moment. Say, um, help me be in this moment and help me do what needs to be done right now, even though I'm afraid of it. Yeah. And then candle magic wise, um, what I tend to do a lot of. Okay. I burn a lot of. Jackie will tell you from my orders. I burn a lot of uncrossing and fiery wall of protection candles. Um, uh, not only for my clients, but for myself. Um, I burn a lot of poof candles for the satan. Um, uh, and um, uh, what I will often do, Jackie, when I'm not feeling that connection the right way, is I always have me some vision quests on hand or some spirit guide candles on hand um, in regards to kind of lighting up and creating that particular connection. I have votives. Um, if I'm feeling out of balance, I like I wake up and, you know, I'm doing my morning thing and I'm like, oh, you know what, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not doing too well today. Immediately I will turn behind me and underneath my particular, um, uh, my altar, I have the votive boxes underneath it. I mean, and what I will do is I will get in there and get me an inner balance candle and 
you know, light that up. Um, when you're, I think that when you're using um, the voters on a day-to-day basis in that pr- particular perspective, sometimes it only takes, you know, the voters' um, uh, inner balance candle. Um, uh, or the spiritual cleansing candle. Um, but if it is a consistent issue, I definitely recommend the bigger ones. Um, uh, but, you know, I basically look at things from that perspective, and it is really not I, – I am so over the um, let me get out the control oil and, you know, tie this person up and throw them – bind them and, you know, toss them into a box and – oh. no, it's just too brain-consuming for me. And here's the thing. It's too <laughs> obsessive for me. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I can get obsessed enough on my own. I don't need magic to help me get obsessed. <laughs> well, you know, people say, well, you can burn whatever candle you want whenever you want. That's kind of true, but yet at the same time, I am limited just like you are as far as, um, well, first of all, I don't want to burn all my profits. Yeah. So so I'm I'm very picky. I usually pick from the, the slightly imperfect candles that don't, don't get shipped out. And so... Um, what I look at is the purpose of the candle and how that can be realigned to what I need. Meaning, some people say it, I'm, I'm just splitting hairs or, or spinning um, the truth, but really what it is is that even if you know I need to clear something and all I have is an attraction candle, what I do is I call to me the positive energy I need that will help me release the negativity that I need to clear. Uh-huh. Help me replace this with what is healthier. And you know, it just, it just, you know, you can, you can use what you have in front of you to get to it. We have to do a whole show eventually on repurposing, Jackie, because I think that you can easily take a divorce candle and divorce the Satan. Yes. Oh, it, the it sucks to be you. Yeah. I've done that to um, getting sick. I've done that to the viruses that are attacking me. I or, tend to use that on my way with that. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it. You can yeah. do. You can um, or bad habits. Yeah. I've done the it sucks to be you on on bad habits. Um, to to drive that out, to curse that out of my life. So to flip or to flip a yeah. The more you scream at the devil, the better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I have to tell you a funny story. I don't know if sure. I told you this. Um, as I'm working on. Um, some changes at Coventry, some really positive changes, all of a sudden in my inbox comes this, um, for some reason I'm on this casting call email list. It was from my daughter from years ago, and every now and again I get a good one. Now casting unique businesses nationwide. Mm-hmm. They're looking for unique businesses to develop, a TV, to develop a TV show around. They're focused on finding great characters with dynamic and interesting personalities who would make a great TV. So you know what I did? What? I wrote up. The most awesome <laughs> intro for for Coventry. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Jackie Smith, also known as the redheaded freight train, is founder of Coventry Creations and author of Coventry Magic. <laughs> Patty Shaw is known as the candle goddess and healer of Coventry. You know, it's just um, Jackie tends to drag Patty into crazy things, volunteering her to co-write books, go to festivals, and launch new products. Patty keeps Jackie grounded in reality and the staff from getting swept up in Jackie's tornado. It's really <laughs> hilarious. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, my God, that is hilarious. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I just, I thought that was hilarious and I wanted to share that with you. I forgot to tell you. And I just, I was laughing myself silly while writing this. <laughs> because really, we all know any TV reality show makes 
you look like makes the the person look like their life is a hot mess. Yeah. But nobody's life is that much of a hot mess. Well, okay, I can think of two. But um and and their their life is too much of a hot mess for a reality TV show. <laughs> but most of our lives are pretty sedate and boring with exciting moments. You know, people think that making candles is really exciting when really what it is is involves a lot of pouring and a lot of cooling and a lot of moving the wick. <laughs> yeah, they think that what I'm doing also is exciting. You know, pour over the freaking, uh, 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 you know, grid for aspects for about two hours. <laughs> really exciting. You know? Right. But, what, but those exciting moments is when you get the client on the phone who really tests your patience or mm-hmm. tests your ability to re- read crazy or um, some of the most interesting. When I get the phone call from the customer upset asking us if we use real dragon's blood in our candle because they feel that that's cruelty to animals. Um, A what? (laughs) Yes. I am a part of PETA, and um, I can't believe that I'm looking at your label, and and this is when I had ingredients on the label, I'm looking at your label, I'm looking at your, your literature, and it says that you use dragon's blood. And then she shut up. And I went, well, dragon's blood is actually a resin from a palm tree in Egypt. Um, so, that was I, I have a question with that. <laughs> Do you write back and tell them, oh, excuse me, dragons don't really exist? Well, um, I kind of went there. <laughs> with the gal on the phone. This was many years ago. and I, go, I, I think girlfriend been spending too much time watching Puff when she was a child. What I did say, and I can't believe it came out of my mouth, was, well, we do have a dragon methadone clinic in the back for dragons that are addicted to fairy dust, and they give blood. <laughs> They've been pillying too much fairy land. I had to freeze my garden. <laughs> I didn't have time to run around fairy land. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was one of my favorite moments. But and we, we do get we do get crazy in here every now and again. But but it's pretty sedate here. And and but it was really fun to write that that application for that. Just I I don't see anything coming from it at all. But it made my day. And it's like this is great fodder material. I mean that that would make a great blog. Yeah, definitely. You know how to survive fairy. <laughs> I just well no just just writing this. How to survive Fairyland? So, just writing the um, writing that that um, application for the, I think that would just make a great blog. I think it's hilarious. Definitely. And then basically the close of my day, Jackie, like the close of our show, which is happening in just a few seconds, um, I try to spend a little bit of time um, uh, as I'm getting ready to go to bed to kind of go over the particular events and make a particular note, usually on a notepad next to me, you know, beside my bed, in regards to areas that I need self-improvement upon. And then I pray for that and let that soak into my brain as I'm sleeping. Wow, that's way more than I do. I'm really impressed. That is really impressive that, that you do that every night. Mm-hmm. I'm really Yeah, the list used to be about 14 pages long, and I wouldn't get any <laughs> I At the end of my day, um, I'm usually falling asleep where I sit and stumbling into bed, and if not, I am um, have some fiction that I'm taking to bed to read myself to sleep. 
Yeah, we have to go. I know. Everybody, choose, cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com. If you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that problem is, we have a candle for that. Remember that you're sponsoring, um, or, or as Coventry, the sponsor of our show, your patronage to our sponsor helps keep the show on the air. So go over there and give Coventry a little bit of love, especially if you like the show and you want to see it continue. Um, Jackie and I, of course, will be back next Tuesday with some more clearing out stuff. Um, and in the meantime, Jackie, what do they need to do? They need to keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. We'll see you next week. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. So it's crazy, amazing. We can turn our hearts through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die. So speak life. Imagine words from my lips as the arms of compassion mountain.